Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. Are you struggling with toxic people? Maybe it's a stonewalling husband, a narcissistic mother, or an overbearing boss. Well, I want to invite you to grab a copy of our free Toxic People Survival Guide. I will go ahead and include a link in the show notes, or you can jump on over to chrisreese.com to grab that valuable resource along with hundreds of others that will help you to deal with difficult people in your life in a God-honoring way. Are you the type who feels deeply? Perhaps you're highly sensitive to the feelings and moods of others. You may even get overstimulated often and need a lot of alone time to regenerate. You could be considered what many would call an empath. And for all intents and purposes, one would likely call me an empath. Well, hey, my friend, my name is Chris Reese, and I want to welcome you to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast, where we help you to find biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. So go ahead and hit that subscribe and notification button so you don't miss a thing. So what is an empath? Well, in the dictionary, an empath is defined as a person with the paranormal ability to apprehend the mental or emotional state of another individual, chiefly in science fiction. And paranormal activity is an encompassing term that includes not only ghosts and hauntings and demonic activity, but also other unexplainable phenomenon, such as unidentified flying objects and extrasensory perception, ESP, just to name a few. And much of the paranormal activity we see today is actually a total hoax. But if there is paranormal activity, it's coming from demons. And as Christians, we should not be intrigued with or drawn to this type of activity, but rather turn from it as it is part of a spiritual battle that is taking place in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 4.27 says, give no place to the devil. So let's take some of the qualities that cause you to believe that you're an empath and examine them biblically. Trait number one, highly intuitive. Those who believe they are empaths would describe themselves as having high intuition. Well, the truth is that the Bible never mentions intuition. In fact, it tells us not to trust ourselves. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? One site describes empaths as clairsentient. They went on to define it as this. Clairsentience is the most common of the four clairs of intuition with messages coming through as feelings. In the case of empaths, they are naturally strong in the clairsentient or feeling psychic pathway. Does this sound biblical to you? Trait number two, highly in tune with others. Those who consider themselves empaths pride themselves on being able to feel others' emotions. And they often describe themselves as having the ability to know what someone is feeling. They'll often use words like, we're so connected. And the claim that empaths can perceive the physical sensitivities of others is a characteristic shared by many in the occult. 
No one except God has the ability to perceive the motivations and intentions of someone else. You can find this in Psalm 139, John 2:25, 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11. 1 Corinthians 2:11 says this, who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? We are not given that insight. Sometimes these perceived abilities are a manifestation of learned codependent behaviors. So every person I have ever met who calls themselves an empath actually displays codependent traits. Now, on the other side, it is possible that God has given you a gift of discernment, but the enemy is looking to distort it. Trait number three, often feeling overstimulated. Those who identify as an empath will often struggle with feeling overstimulated. They may claim that others' negative energy and emotions could send them into a total tailspin. And while I can agree that there are people out there that are more sensitive than others, I'm being one of them, a low tolerance for external stimuli doesn't make me a new age empath. It makes me less tolerant to external stimuli. And as a unique creation of God, we would do well to honor those limitations, but not put an occultic name or a label on it. And those who feel overly stimulated often need alone time to recharge. And believe it or not, that's actually not some super spiritual or weird thing. It's actually a classic characteristic of the melancholy temperament. If you're not familiar with the temperaments, go ahead and jump on up to these videos here that give you an understanding of just how uniquely made you are. In addition, are you noticing a pattern here? Everything is feelings-based. Look, God has given us emotions as indicators, not definers. And trait number four, they bond deeply with others. Those who identify as an empath often complain that they are so easily hurt by others. And this trait, I believe, speaks more to an insecure attachment pattern that they have developed more than it speaks of an empath. And trait number five, natural helpers. Those who consider themselves empaths just can't help but help people. They feel driven to it. But I have this question for you. But is it possible that what you believe is an empath is actually the biblical gift of helps found in 1 Corinthians 12, 28? And now the enemy is trying to distort it. Trait number six, feeling lonely and isolated. God has created us all very distinct and different. Psalm 139, 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Some people are outgoing, some are quiet, some are talkers, some are readers, we're all different. But ask yourself this question, would you feel lonely and isolated if everyone around you was the same way as you? The answer is likely not. I have found that for many who struggle this way, they've likely grown up in an environment or they are currently surrounded by people that are very different than them. And if you grow up with loud extroverted siblings and your parents value that kind of expression, of course you're gonna feel like an outsider. And it makes it worse when they're critical and cruel about it. But having a temperament that is quieter and more reserved doesn't make you spiritually gifted in any way. Trait number seven, burden bearers. Empaths often say that they just feel this burden for others. My friend, this doesn't make you an empath. It makes you a burden bearer. 
And God will often put on your hearts a burden for a person or a region or people. And the purpose of this is not for you to now keep it to yourself and come under the weight of it and find the solutions to the problems or fix the people or be their savior or just uh, act as if you're a martyr because you're bearing these burdens. The purpose of this burden is meant to be released to God. Now, remember that prayer is God's way of enlisting us in his preordained plan. So these burdens that you may be feeling are actually God trying to get you to pray these through. Look, I could go on, but many of the traits that are defining an empath have simply been distorted by the great counterfeiter himself, Satan. And you may have the gift of discernment, the gift of compassion, mercy, burden bearing, and yes, even prophecy. But what you need to know is that the label of an empath is the counterfeit to these gifts. Like psychics are the counterfeit to prophets. My friend, you're not an empath. You are a precious child of the Most High God. That is your identity. You are a child of God with the gift of and fill in the blank. Now your job is to go use those gifts for the good of others and the glory of God. Look, just because you're empathetic doesn't make you an empath. Empathy is a wonderful gift and it is much needed in the body of Christ. But labeling yourself an empath and giving it a reason why you tolerate abuse from other people is not biblical. The truth is that you have been given a unique temperament and spiritual gifts, and your job is to steward those gifts well. I want you to think of it this way. A telepath is one who is able to hear the thoughts of another. And as a Christian, would you ever call yourself a telepath? Of course not. Then why simply because you have a heightened awareness of the feelings of others and empathy would you call yourself an empath? Now, I know that some of you are feeling like, uh, okay, great, the, I, I, I know that I have some of these gifts. And if you recognize that these gifts are a blessing from God, I want you to go use them for the glory of God. But some of you are saying, okay, but my gifts feel more like a burden. Then I would suggest that you go to seek some healing. Don't just put a label on it. Actually go seek healing for some of these areas so God can now fully use you for the good of others and his glory. But as followers of Christ, let us not conform to the patterns and the customs and the labels of this world, but let us be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So to answer the question, are empaths biblical? No, they are new age. In other words, they are from the occult. And as much as in the new age gains its knowledge and power from demonic sources, so does the label of empath. Of course, empathy or the ability to listen to and understand and relate to the emotions of others is a valuable gift. And there is nothing unbiblical about the idea of carrying another's burdens, emotional or otherwise. In fact, you can find that in Galatians 6 too. But God's spirit is described as the comforter of the suffering, but claiming that the powers of an empath go beyond proper compassion and godly sensitivity, it enters into the realm of the psychic. And many will argue, well, aren't all gifts from Christ? Well, yes, they are, but they're often abused by demons and misused by people. 
An empath could be a follower of Christ as much as a psychic or a medium could. They too actually believe their gifts come from God. My friend, topics like this usually engage in a lively discussion. So let's go ahead and continue the conversation below, or you can follow me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you there. Are you struggling with toxic people? Maybe it's a stonewalling husband, a narcissistic mother, or an overbearing boss. Well, I want to invite you to grab a copy of our free Toxic People Survival Guide. I will go ahead and include a link in the show notes, or you can jump on over to chrisreese.com to grab that valuable resource along with hundreds of others that will help you to deal with difficult people in your life in a God-honoring way. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.